Alright, this is the official commentary track for Shout Factory's Blu-ray release of The Return of the Living Dead Part 2. I'm Michael Perez, the executive producer of More Brains, A Return to the Living Dead, and I have the wonderful pleasure of sitting right here next to... Suzanne Snyder, and I play Brenda in Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, um, this movie was filmed in what year? It was 88. Yes, that's right. So talk about, like, when did you first hear of the project? My agent told me about this movie, and uh, Tom and I were good friends. Tom Matthews. Tom Matthews and I were good friends, and we were all friends, my agent and Tom and I. And uh, Sarah Shadeen told me that Tom was going to be doing this movie, and she wanted to see if I could be in the movie with him. Well, that, that was great, because you guys already knew each other, so you already somewhat had that kind of chemistry. And yeah. then... We were already friends, and Tom and James Karen were friends. So right. I'd met Jim before also. Yeah. Also, then that was perfect for you guys. Yeah, the first the first movie, this right now what we're seeing is we're seeing pretty much the same kind of screw-up that happened in the first film where mm-hmm. the gas, the tanks get to a place where they're not supposed to be in the... The gas gets out and bad stuff happens. Yes. Um, so talk about, so did you have to read for the part or was it something that was kind of offered? No, I, I did have to read for it and um, I really liked um, our director. Ken? I thought Ken was talented and kind and very creative. And I was excited to work with him and, of course, to work with my friends. Well, yeah, I mean, there, I, I think, you know, in my experience of doing the documentary and hearing the stories, I, I feel it's, it's a mixed feeling about Ken. And I think a lot of people get a misconception of a director of saying, this director was mean to me because maybe he just wanted the best out of them like he pushed them to be better so but i think a lot of people did like ken um i think he's a great filmmaker and i just told him that actually i just told him how much i loved his films so tell me about this area right now that we're seeing where Um, was this shot well i just drove by this area on my way down from san francisco this is just above valencia oh okay and um Maybe one or two people were living in homes here, but mostly it was just a new project. A new project. With new homes in it. And it was kind of scary, you know, at night. Being empty. Being empty, right? And we were supposed to be, be kind of careful with everything, yeah, because it was... Everything was being built. Don't mess it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Little Michael Kenworthy. What was it like? I mean, did do you find it difficult working with children? Or some people have a great time. Some people don't have the best time working with kids. Was he, I mean, old enough to where he was just like one of you guys? 
Well, he wasn't old enough to be with us, but he was a very nice boy, and he was hardworking, and he listened well. I thought he was really cute, and I thought he was a good little actor. I don't mind working with kids. I, I actually think they keep you present because they're n not necessarily going to do what you might think they right. would do. They're very spontaneous and present. Yeah. What about this graveyard? That was a very cool place. Was, now, was this a set or was this an actual graveyard? From what I remember, it was an actual graveyard, um, and it was very scary at night, and it was just off, kind of off a field, and it was really cool. I can imagine the, the like, filming this in the environment of being in a cemetery and just knowing what it is you're filming and that being in your head would be like, you know, a little creepy. It, it made it easier to be frightened because you're in a real cemetery and of course we shot, it starts to get dark and it's night. Um, and you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so was this at the same location or close to where the housing development was? I don't know where this location was because I w wasn't a part of it. Um, so then when you, well, we'll get to that. We'll, 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 because <laughs> you and Tom James all come back to the cemetery. It's not the same location? Well, the cemetery was the same location, but they cut. And okay. coming to this, you know, tunnel. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure this was, was made. Was a different place. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure this was made. Yeah. What do you think? Don't know. Might be Typical kids getting the, into mischief. This little boy with the braces, he was really excited with his makeup. Yeah, Thor, he... Um, he's now like a big movie reviewer. Really? Like, yeah, he reviews movies now. Wow. Um, I couldn't tell you the name of, uh, it's, I, I can't think of it right now, but yeah, he reviews a lot of movies. He was thrilled with his makeup after he was contaminated. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet. And who was, who did the, I mean, I know Kenny did a lot of the makeup, right, Kenny Myers? He did. He did, he did all of it, I'm assuming. Him and his wife, Karen, two amazing people. Really nice people. Oh yeah. my God, they're I, Kenny and Karen are beyond the most normal and nice people ever. And they're so talented. Their work, I mean, they just they, they do all the Harrison Ford movies. I don't know if you know that, but they I didn't know that. Yeah, they do all those. They're really generous with their time and very much. So were you, did you do, was this, oh, let's go with this. Here you are. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> oh, uh, it, are you sure that you want to do this? 
Okay, so we got to talk about why why would they not let you keep your long, beautiful blonde hair? Let's talk about that. Because Marsha was blonde. She, okay, okay, so they didn't want too many blondes. Okay, that makes And Tom sense. was blonde, and Michael was blonde. <laughs> okay. So they needed... A Dana, redhead. <laughs> Dana had the dark hair, and they wanted me to color my hair, and I didn't mind. It's kind of fun. Oh so, oh, so that's not a wig. No, that's my hair. I Someone told me James Karen actually said that you were wearing a wig. Well, I do wear a wig. Okay. Do you want me to tell you now or when we get there? We can talk about that when we get there. Okay. Let's talk about in this the This is in my hair. <laughs> oh. Tom Matthews, what an 80s screen hunk, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very handsome and funny. Now, I do know um, Tom Fox was the producer on this, and because of the success of the first one, I guess it was the Japanese that wanted more. So at some point, I guess that's how they went to Tom Fox, because he was like a money guy. He wasn't really a producer. He had no experience in producing film whatsoever, and everyone's not shy to say so. But... um, so I'm guessing, according to Tom Matthews as well, like this movie was brought for the Japanese. So when you did this, had you seen the first one? I watched the first one. You watched Once it. I got the movie, so I could understand a little bit more about the film. But really, this was such a departure from the first film mm-hmm. in certain ways. It in, right. No. Yeah. There's there's some similarities in mm-hmm. kind of the, the way the things happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, definitely quite different. Mm-hmm. Now, were you, did you find yourself? Did I mean, did the first one scare you? Were you a fan? Were you excited about it after, you know, or were you like, oh, what did I get myself into? I don't like horror films. They okay. really scare me. So I like when they're campy and they're funny, right. but when things like that happen, <laughs> I would be the person in the movie theater screaming okay. or grabbing the person That's, next to me. You know, it's funny. So it's, I'm not a fan of horror films. <laughs> I don't think it's uncommon for people who actually are in horror films to not like horror films to watch them. Yeah. I think Tom had just finished... Filming Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives, before he did this. And God, Jimmy Karen, let's not start on that man's credits. He's a living legend, 100. His resume is several pages long. You, you couldn't pick out the greats on one page right. because he's done so much. Yeah. He just did a movie uh, a year ago, so he still, he still works. Mm-hmm. He still works. You know, he and Tom have the same birthday. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> they, I believe they still celebrate it too, together. They yeah. They do. They did this year. Hades aerobics. Oh my goodness. You remember those? Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What do you remember about Marsha? She's a, quite the big uh, soap star now. She is. Yeah. Yeah, she's been that. she's been doing soaps for years. Really? Yeah. Um 
Marsha was very serious about her craft. She was really kind and um, a good actress. She was funny. Hmm. See, this is scary stuff. That's, that's <laughs> I know you have to sit here and watch this. How many times have you seen this since you've done this? I don't particularly love to watch myself uh, it's hard, in yeah. movies or TV, but this would probably be my sixth or seventh time. Okay, that's quite a bit. And now it all starts. I remember this being, I saw this one before the first. Oh. And I think I caught it like HBO-ish, like satellite TV, I guess, at the time. And uh, I actually told a story where um, I caught the middle of this. My mother had gone to bed and I snuck downstairs because I was still awake. (laughs) And I just learned how to use the satellites. Yeah, the big, huge dishes we had at that mm-hmm. time. And um, I caught like the middle of this movie to the end, and then they showed the first one. And I was petrified from watching this that I actually, I, I called 911. <laughs> and they showed up, and of course I got in trouble because they woke my mother up, and yeah, so. I think, you know, did you, you interviewed for the Return of Living Dead book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I told that yeah. story in there, and I, everyone's always like, yeah, you're the one that called the police. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I remember we kind of had a hard time getting the, the fog. Okay. This is a big. It was a big area. Area to fog up. I'm assuming rain machines too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It kinda makes you wonder, doesn't it? Like <laughs> if someone opened me up sixty years later, do I look like that, you know? And they were saying your hair still grows and your nails. That's grow what yeah, for I've heard I've heard like, that. I've heard that. Jimmy. Those two are, I mean, they're they're so funny together and naturally funny together. Mm-hmm. Like when you see them, I'm talking outside of this movie. When they're together, it's just this banter, b- this so comical banter. banter. Yeah, that was what every night on the movie was like for oh, me. Oh, I bet, I bet. My face hurt when I would come home at night from laughing. Do you remember, like, um, uh, let's talk about a little bit of the behind the the scenes stuff. Where, I mean, do you, a lot of actors will do these films, and 
you know, and maybe the director was having a difficult time getting a shot. And what do you remember about the like the producers on set or someone from the studio? Did was was it one of those films where they were constantly coming in and saying, No, 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 let's we're not doing it this way, we're gonna do it this way. Did anyone come in and like just interfere in that way? And if so, who was it? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I remember Ken having a definite idea of how he wanted things done. And well, he wrote it for sure. Yeah, he wrote so, it. Yeah. He was directing it, and um, sometimes other actors maybe thinking that they needed to do it a little differently because of the first one. Yes. To remain remain true to the first one. Right. So I know that was a little interesting at times. I didn't have that problem because my character was new and I, I just didn't really know the history. I, I know that the producers did come in once or twice and talk to Ken and talk to some of the actors. I, I just kind of slid just. through it and <laughs> stayed away from it. <laughs> when the wrong people came in the room, you just kind of faded into the corner. Mm-hmm. I know they had trouble with my first wardrobe. They chose a wardrobe for me, and what did it look like? What was the it problem? It was just wilder. It was this coat with like zebra skin on it. So like more flamboyant. Um, like um, let's go like eighties icons. Who would be, who yeah like would, a Madonna jacket? So that right? would that but would with be like with... zebra on. So why did they decide against that? They just thought it was too much. It. It made me stand out more okay. because no one else was dressed that flamboyantly. Right. Okay. Her character was flamboyant right. and bold, um, but we had to tone it down a lot. And now they've figured out that the missing eggs are out again and... They've already been through this before, so now they have to try to fix. Oh, that was so 80s. Uh, the older sister babysitting, always on the phone, not mm-hmm. paying attention, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking of workout clothes, <laughs> I mean, and there's Dana. No. Dana is truly, I love that guy. I love that guy so much. I guess he's also very well known for Twin Peaks. Yes, he is. He and I uh, remained very good friends for a long time until I moved up north. When he moved to New York, he and his sister and I. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's kind of funny. Like, the fil- if you go by characters like the film's divided, like, you, Jimmy, Tom, and Michael are here, and then everyone else is New York bound. It's, mm-hmm. it's, which is why they, you know, Dana couldn't be here for this. You imagine being a kid, like, just doing this, like, getting to play pretend professionally. That'd be wild. Super fun. All right, just for a few minutes. She was, I thought she was really funny. 
I do, I'm not familiar with who she was. She, I just thought her character was funny, that's all. Billy? What do you want? <coughs> what happened? What did you do? Yeah, Ken Wiederhorn said that, you know, Michael was cast due to, like, he looked like that typical all-American kid, you know, and they that's what they wanted, I guess. And Like the good kid, you know, who mm-hmm. wouldn't get into trouble, but may seem to find himself in it. And Marsha also. Yeah, yeah. Just a really girl next beautiful door. American yeah. girl next door. Good student, good big sister. <laughs> Yeah, I've talked to her a few times uh, uh, about Return Living Dead stuff, and she's not, she, I, what I love, she's not ashamed of it whatsoever. She doesn't do too much uh, on it, but, I mean, she's got a great career going for her, and she's had one, and and she she owns up to it and says it was one of the greatest times of her life. You know, it, it's, it really kicked it off for her. That's great. And then we're going to see here (laughs) in just a moment. Kenny Myers' creation. Mm -hmm. I always love seeing that in older movies. The the prefix is 555. I love that. Guitar Man, again, is played by actor Alan Trotman, who played the Tar Man in the first. I, I spent a weekend with Alan last year. What a nice guy. He's super, super nice. So intelligent. So, yeah. So talented. Very much so, yeah. He... He uh, j- he did all the puppeteering on uh, the Jungle Book of the real life Jungle Book that just came out uh, about two years ago, I think. And I mean, the man is still like he's just starting a new Jim Henson thing right now. Like he's he's on a roll and he hasn't stopped. And mm-hmm. but such a sweet guy. You're talking about when we went to um, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> How was this done? Were you you around to see any of this? I was. This was fascinating. It didn't, we had to do it a couple, this had to be done a couple times to get it right. You know, because they can't see what they're doing. (laughs) So it, it took some time to get it right and frame and everything. This was an amazing scene. Because to get it, all of those people choreographed properly. Right. Not an easy thing to do. And I do know, like, um, actor uh, Brian Peck played multiple zombies in this film. Like, that was Brian Peck right there. I thought that was so funny. I thought it was so creative. That's Kenny, I think, isn't it? I'm not sure. Might be. 
I mean, it's so hard to. T- I mean, it's funny because Kenny. when we, when I went up to Kenny Meyer's place and we were getting photos for the documentary, I mean, there really weren't that many extras as zombies. Like he, it was multiple people doing the same thing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. This had to have been a set, right? I would assume. This was outside. See, I even think that's uh, I think Brian Peck as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, just those brief moments that make it so cool, the little things that they do. See, here you can tell as, as opposed to the first one, which is a horror film that turned out somewhat campy and funny, a lot of humor was written into this is you know when you know these are coming out of the grave and they're getting stepped on by each other and what are you doing here other than smoking a cigarette Joey. yeah i hear noise and i'm wondering <laughs> if he's coming back cuz i want to get out of this creepy gross place and i don't like his friend at all and i think he's a bad influence on Joey <laughs> She would be so angry if she knew he was having a sandwich and they were making her wait in the car. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, really? you were not offered anything. Not at all. Never find me in one of these. I'm going to get cremated. Just afraid that some old creep like you's gonna come along and steal Someone said during the filming of the documentary that like the craft services on this film was amazing. Oh, is that it was true? So good. Was it okay? Someone said that they the I think it was Tom. He said that on the first film it was nothing. He said, but on this one it was fantastic. It was incredible the food. The salad bar, the fruit. Really great meals. Like, how do you prepare for a scene like this? Like, are you creeped? You're in a cemetery, and it's dark outside. It's pretty easy when you see something like that coming towards you. That's pretty sick. Was that... I, I can't even imagine how you did that. They wouldn't even have to tell me to do that. That's how I would just react, period. <laughs> period. They had to make sure that I got stuff out. So we had to do that a couple oh, times because I had to make sure stuff came in. <laughs> so how did, that, how did that work having, um, I mean, obviously someone, is someone in a suit and you, because obviously you can't punch their face in, so how does that work? So I had to punch into that head of mush and then make sure that when my hand was in there that I grabbed stuff and pulled it out. It looked like you were digging in there for a minute, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I watched this scene being shot. 
are so funny in this scene. James Karen, man. This is what I'm talking about. All the different. I like that. He says. It was so fun to watch. He says, "Kill it, <laughs> kill it." Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, now Tom, Joey's in charge, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Were they staying on script? So so. Yeah. But for the most part, they were pretty good at it. I remember this was funny when we <laughs> ran past each other. I like that. There's dead people in the background, and you guys have to go in for the hug. You know, it's. Just, that's what's important. You know, it's funny, knowing Tom, I've, I've known Tom now for going on 10 years, and he's very, very soft-spoken, mm-hmm. and he, he's very quiet. And when I see him in these movies, I mean, I, I, I just wonder where it comes from. You know, because he's not like that in life at all. He's very, very quiet. He's an actor. That's right. Well, and the energy, you know, with Jimmy and right. myself. I remember when they shot this scene, too. I love that. He... Like who does that? Like who? Who? You're there to repair the TV, and you're sticking your finger into their cake. I mean, granted, apparently it didn't taste well, but still. But the backstory was that he thought she was hot. Right. From before. At least that was what I. I could see my sister doing something like that to me. Tying you in. Yeah. I know parents that have done that to their kids. Not me. Did you guys have to do a lot of running? A lot of running. Especially you guys. Especially you guys, yeah. You have a very good scream. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Jimmy really helped also because he was, his acting kind of energized you and inspired yeah. you to match it and to be as funny as he was, you know? So the three of us were kind of you know, pushing and it. Always. Again, f- for him, like that's so natural because. 
just being around him in a normal situation like like you feel he makes you feel so good and happy like you you can feel what he's doing you know how he's feeling it's true It, you know, it's it's fun to watch these movies now, and you see how he had to like get out of his room to get into his parents' room to use the phone instead of just flipping off the cell phone and you know and calling. You know, it's mm-hmm. you know I, I definitely think technology has made us boring. It's definitely changed the way we live for sure. Because no one that age had a phone in their bedroom. Never, never. You had to wait till you were a teenager, maybe, and then maybe you had to share the phone with your other sibling. That's right. <laughs> I love that look that he did. It's like, wait, that's a good idea. Excuse me, sir. It's for you. Okay. I mean, so for the most part, it was like just like the six of you, you know, mm-hmm. all together, you know. Pretty much for the whole... How long uh, was your shoot for? I think it was eight weeks. Eight weeks? That's not... That's that's about a typical movie. There's like with your character with James Karen is you 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 really dislike him. You're all, you're constantly beating him and blaming him for everything. <laughs> and I loved him. I just love him. But yeah, he, <laughs> well, it was his fault. He took us to the cemetery. Right, no, no, no. Well, he would have been out on a date. Right. That's a funny line. Oh my God, did I? Do I think I see what? Did I see what I think I saw? Yeah. Wait, right here. I'm gonna call an ambulance. <laughs> that was a really fun scene to get our lines on top of and run and look and dive and bounce. And <laughs> so do you think out of everyone, you think you had the, the best chemistry with Tom? Oh, I, th- I think Tom and I had great chemistry. I think Jimmy and Tom and I together, the three of us, were were funny. I didn't really have that much to do with Dana or um, Marsha or Michael. That was that was ad libbed. We kind of just jumped on top, just kept improving. 
I think this is probably one of the most hysterical moment horse I can't even speak right historical moments in this film is with this head mm-hmm. in the bag that everyone always refers to when they talk about this movie Jimmy. That was such a cool special effect. Do you, do you remember who did the uh, mechanicals? I don't remember who did the mechanicals. Re- I, like, I can't remember. But they were phenomenal. Even when he hits the head, how her eyes move and... Is that a woman? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, it was, because it was the one that they, they cut off in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Oh, hi, how mm-hmm. you doing? A lot of screaming. <laughs> a lot of screaming for you. A lot of screaming. Together, all three. Right, exactly. (laughs) Harmonizing. So, are there any like funny stories of onset? Anything cute or funny happen while you guys are filming? All together. Even problems. Was there any problems? Um, I, we got stuck in the car for a long time. Oh, and the scene that's coming up. It's coming up. And, um, Jimmy just has such a rich life. He told us stories that just, all, all of us, we, we would be together and he would tell us stories about who he'd worked with, who he knew, who he had dinner with, who he dated. I mean, it was just, I mean, we just kind of stood there and stared at him in awe I remember of all the things that he the first The first time I met him, he told me about when he worked on the movie uh, Francis with Jessica Lange. I mean, wow. I mean, what a movie, for Mm -hmm. one. And, you know, he would just tell me these stories about her, and he's like, we knew that this girl was going to be a star. He's like, we knew it. He talked about, he talked about Francis, yeah. This is a funny scene. It's hilarious that, that they would put that, you know, that the zombie would be occupied, you know, watching the aerobics, you know. Mm-hmm. They all do. Right? But, you know, when you write this, you, I mean, if he, I don't, I think if Ken hadn't put things like that in this, then you pretty much are just watching part one all over again. You know, it has to have moments of 
you know, different things like that, things that did not happen in the first, you know. Absolutely. That's a clever idea. That was funny. That was how they got away. Right. I mean, he had to, he created very clever vignettes for us to escape. Right, yeah, absolutely. Or to come into something. I can only imagine the amount of running you guys did. Because you're running in every scene. Yeah, you guys stop. And then, of course, you know, how many takes per, you know, scene. I forgot about that. How you you hit, him with, hit him with the purse? I said you're always constantly blaming him and beating him. Poor guy. I forgot about how much I beat him. I wonder who... I, I feel like they could have I'm sorry but Marsha is not happy with her wardrobe in this movie and I think they could have done better but then they had to have the two different girls mm-hmm. they had you and then it's just like you, you have the California girl and then you have the girl next door so you were the fun California beautiful girl and she was the, you know, pretty girl next door. And I just felt like they could have the wardrobe. She flat she's flat out said that her wardrobe is atrocious in this. This was the style though, those sweaters. It See, was. Mom's wearing it too. That was the style. She said she begged them to not put her in those sweaters. She said she agreed like it was fine for like the aerobics stuff because that's what everyone wore. That was mm-hmm. natural for anyone who worked out. Mm-hmm. But she said these sweaters she she begged them to not do it, but can't be I guess you can't win them all, right? Well, cuz this is similar too. It was it was what was in. Right. Also. But do you see how, you know, I guess I could see how she could think, yeah, that's in for the mom. Mm -hmm. But she's a teenage girl. Mm -hmm. No, I understand. I have a few films that I would have liked a different (laughs) one. Yeah. Like I said, an actor's job is to show up and kind of do what's on the pages, you know, and just say, dress me and do what you do. Mm Mm-hmm. And Ken was open to hearing at least what what we wanted, but <laughs> to a certain extent we had to kind of do what we were told. And, you know, they had a color scheme, too, of what worked. Right. It's you. Why aren't you out playing in the traffic? How'd you get in here? What, what seems to be the problem? Where are the keys to your car? Why, are we going somewhere? Bless him, he was really hard to work with. <laughs> really? The, the, you're not the only one to say that. He just had a tick with his face and couldn't remember his lines. And we need your car. Well, it sounds to me like you need a hers. We don't have time for this! I'm sorry, sir, but we've got to get the keys. I should have been able to whack him. Then it would have been better. Instead of Jimmy... No duh. Love it. Oh, I'm sorry, my boy, but this car is cherry. Uh, no one drives the princess. But so tell me about the car. Mm. Where'd this car come from, anyways? 
I don't know where it came from. It was beautiful, though. It is a beautiful color. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was something that they had to purchase for the film? Because I do know nowadays, sometimes they ask extras for a bit more money if the car can be used in filming. Mm -hmm. So do you think this, was this a car that was purchased for this movie? I don't know. Because I, I assume they would have to, you know, do things to it with cameras and whatnot. Right. So, not. I don't think anyone. I mean, a car that beautiful would say, "Oh yeah, go ahead." I think they probably have to buy it. And then we have the music, mm -hmm. and with this Shout Factory Blu-ray re-release. It's actually going to have the original music from the film because after it was released from VHS to DVD, they had to change the music. They couldn't keep the music rights. Really? Um, so yeah, and this is that's why this is the fans have been clamoring for this movie to be released on Blu-ray for years, but no one could do it because of the music, and finally. Shout Factory and between Shout Factory and Warner Brothers, they got the rights to bring the original music back for this. So the fans are really, really going to love that. Yeah. I, I probably didn't hear the, the music on the DVD. Yeah. I, I mean, I heard the original music. Right. But I didn't yeah. hear the in-between music, I guess. Because the music was good. Like, yeah, the, oh, the 80s rocked. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So filming these scenes, you guys were obviously <laughs> in close quarters. We were. Talk about this hand. Let's talk about the hand that gets passed around <laughs> like hot potato. <laughs> that was, um, yeah, it was, it was just kind of a really fun gag to work with in such a close I mean, proximity. how is that working? Well, it, it was really working. I mean, it was. So a it was mechanical. a mechanic. It's a mechanical. No, when I have it, it's not. But it was with Jimmy. When it's with moving. With all of us, right. when, when we're moving. tossing it. <laughs> it's not the mechanical one when we're tossing it everywhere. I love how it's like chaos in the back, and like they're just a little worried up front. And of course, comedic. Mm -hmm. So how many days did that take in this car? Or was that just like, I mean, a long day? It one night. One night? In all honesty. We didn't spend days on any one Anything. scene. We, we did it. And clearly, oh, see, you hit him too. <laughs> Suzanne. I am. I'm a hitter. <laughs> Brenda's uh, now, a hitter. Now, I, clearly you guys always shot, for the most part, at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very few days. What, one day, maybe? There was, well, the, we, we shot early evening when we get out of the van. Mm-hmm. And that might have been it. And then it's rest is, so are you guys working from, like, 10 p.m. through the night? Well, we would get in, well, it would depend, but sometimes we would get in just before it 
got dark uh-huh. for full makeup, and then we'd wait to shoot. Sometimes our call times would be later, but it was mostly all night long until daylight. So how how is that like after you do this for two months? And then you, like, get back to normal reality. I mean, Just even the weekends. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, it takes a little while to readjust. Did you guys have, like, that kind of... Did they keep you in a hotel nearby, or did you guys all just drive home? We drove home. Okay. So there were no hotel parties like they do on a lot of these movies now. Like, a lot of movies you hear, everyone talking about the cast are like, oh, we had the best hotel parties, you know? Mm-hmm. This was um, about 45 minutes away, so we drove home. And sometimes we worked overtime, so we got golden time and all that, which was nice. It's got a point. That'll be the day. Come on, cut it out, you two. So where was this? Was this an actual hospital? From what I remember, we shot everything on on set on different sets so this was like an um, an old emergency oh, so it is center. a location yeah. yeah this was a location also everything was a location so now you at this point you have to basically watch your boyfriend's health decline for the rest of the movie mm-hmm. what <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> if we're lucky. <laughs> I like that. Is it cancer? <laughs> I like just. Is it cancer? It was. That was a fun scene for shoot. Yeah, like no people. Do you know where? That was a creepy scent. Emergency center too, because it was empty. I'm sure. <laughs> what about this area where they're at? Do you know where they're at? I mean, I'm assuming everything is within close vicinity, but yeah. It do was. you remember this being any particular place? I don't remember the town. I don't. It was near Valencia. It was probably Valencia. I would bet, or near there. Probably not hard to block off the streets, it being in the middle of the night and all, right? right? Yeah. Everybody was asleep, except for us. Hey! Hey! Hey, over here! Over here! I can't believe she didn't know those weren't zombies. Like, I mean... She was our naive one in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Dana was the hero. We were like the three stooges. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's, they're all, you're always hitting someone, so I guess, who does that make you? A mo? Mo. Yeah. That's the mean one. Yeah, I would assume that car I must have been purchased because that car's already gone through hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's it like when you do these car scenes in films, Suzanne? Tell me about that. Because like, a lot of times you're not really moving but appear to be moving. So mm-hmm. how do you, like, 
get yourself in that mind frame that you're that you're that you're moving that and you you're convince others you convince others yeah well when we were in the car we were attached to a truck that was mm-hmm. pulling us okay so we were moving oh wow in some of these scenes and there were cameras you know coming in on us okay. on different sides or in the front okay wow so so we you don't move as quickly no for sure yeah <laughs> But we were moving. You have to pull a trigger, don't you? Sure. Do you? She's junior class champion for the whole state. Here's yours. A terrific place. What can I do with this, Mike? Look, those things out there. He did want a better gun. Poor <laughs> kid. They are. I hate them. There's no there. <laughs> now I just like how you know I, I a lot of fans have commented like the, they're driving around town and clearly the town's been evacuated, but how is it that nobody, your group, no one heard the town was being evacuated? You know, a lot of fan, I don't know, and you know, of course, people are just like, I didn't write it, I don't, I don't know. I guess you'd have to ask Ken, but. I, I don't know why we're the only people left in town and why we don't leave. I think the movie wouldn't happen. If right? We left. Of course, of course, right? You know, yeah, for sure. We were in the cemetery, so we wouldn't know, right? Because right. we were kind of on the outskirts in the cemetery. Pupillary response? No reflexes? Now, this is very similar to. Um, what happened in the first film um, with Tom and Jimmy both inhaling the gas, um, the trioxin, or uh, trioxin, is that, is that right? Is that how you say it? Trioxin? Is that right? <laughs> I haven't said it in so long, I forget. But yeah, so they breathe in this gas, and then their body, I guess, just dies slowly, so they're they're just dying, but it's still, their bodies are still being animated. So th- we did this all in the first, and I think that's what the fans feel like. It's kind of like repetitive. Because they're doing the same it's, thing again? It's the same two. And even Tom, like, you know, had a, a moment where he said, I feel like I've done this before. You know, so it's kind of like, you know, was that a necessary statement that was made? Um, but, you know, again... There's always going to be haters, but this fan, like I said, the fans have wanted this on Blu-ray for so long. I mean, all the other ones have had a Blu-ray release, three and everything. So this has been a long time coming. So Yeah, because this was the controversial one, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, You know, I thought it was kind of funny that they both came back and die again. Yeah. It's just, I mean, that goes with the way this film was written and That's right. the campiness of it and everything and well, how we poke fun at different things. Well, I remember when you say controversy, there was, I mean, there was controversy all the way around because a lot of the cast members from the first one were under the assumption that they were coming back. Oh. And then 
only Jimmy and Tom were brought back and Brian Peck came back because of Kenny Myers. They're really good friends. They met on the first one. So Brian was like, well, I can do the zombie. You know, he, you know, Brian's a big geek. Like, he loves that stuff. So he was like, let me. He did it on the first one, too. He played a lot of the zombie stuff on the first one. Mm-hmm. So he was all for it. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the cast members thought they were coming back. And then they never heard anything. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. And then uh, I, one of the actors told me, they're like, I was watching TV. And the next thing I know, I see this, you know this trailer pop up for Return of the Living Dead Part 2 and they were like next thing you know we're calling each other saying did you know about this? Did you know about this? You know they didn't. Mm-hmm. But I mean if you had the same cast I think the f- people who did say it's repetitive I mean my goodness you can't just do it again. It would be it would be even more, more so. Agreed. Yeah. I agree. That's so gross. Yeah, this was a really icky scene. Kenny does such fantastic work. And being up at his place, have you ever been to Kenny's place? I haven't. He has this huge range and the shops and stuff everywhere from all these movies that he's done. It's insane. Like, literally, when I went up there and he, we were just going through it, he goes, oh, look, well, there's the Tar Man molds. Like, everything is, he still has the original molds for all of this stuff. Incredible. It's, it's wild. That's well, history. That's, well, yeah, history. and he puts a, they put a lot of feeling and stuff in his makeup artists especially, you know, sure. so they like to keep that stuff. <laughs> he was the probably the most clever one in the whole movie. The Michael kid. <laughs> the kid? Uh-huh. Michael. <laughs> I think he handled the zombies the best. <laughs> Michael Michael definitely um he's a good sport. Um you know, he stopped acting. Um, probably five or six years after this um, to live a normal life, you know, go to school and everything. And, you know, when we when we found him to bring him back for the documentary, you know, he was overjoyed. And but he, you know, he, you know, he said it was just something like, you know, when you're a kid, he feels like it's different. Like he, he feels, uh, he said something like, you don't get burnt out, but it's just something you realize you don't want to do. And he just didn't, he didn't want to do it. So, you know, but he's proud of his return roots. He's done a few conventions. So, okay. you know, yeah, he, you know, he, you know, lived it up for a short while. But I think he likes his regular life now. That's good. See, look at you trying to leave Jimmy behind. <laughs> Suzanne. I'm so, and I'm, I'm so mean. I'm gonna like talk to Jimmy after this, and I'm gonna be like, we watched this movie, and she just yelled at you the entire time. <laughs> See, do you hear the Robert Palmer song? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, all this music got taken out for the DVD for this release. And, um, but yeah, so I'm glad that it's coming back. The car looks like I'm driving it, doesn't it? It's going fast and... <laughs> and you're not driving. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Is this the scene where you're being pulled? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, Sarge, we cleared out the town. We should be way over here. This took some time. This right here? Mm-hmm. What, 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 in what aspect? Just all the different angles and everything. It just took... Are you sick? No! What is wrong with you? I need help for Christ's sake! Forget it, lady. Nobody gets out of this town. Why not? Plague. Plague? This is no plague! They're dead! I mean... I mean... I don't know if that helped. <laughs> Let's push along, don't you think? Oh, yeah, let's I don't go think out, I said one word. I think I screamed Wait, no, everything. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think it, in this situation, I feel like I'd probably be screaming as well. Jimmy said this was SpaghettiOs. It was SpaghettiOs, yeah. That's disgusting. It was kind of icky. I, I mean, I can't even imagine, like, just trying to pretend what it is that I was eating, I think would make me sick. Mm -hmm. I mean, I give it to you guys for doing the gross stuff. And, and I think that's the <laughs> I think that's the last we see Jimmy Karen. Mm -hmm. Season's pets. Oh, this makes me sad. They're this is kind of icky. They're eating the animals. Yeah, this is really gross. But a funny scene too. Clever. Yeah, I really wish I like knew the locations. We we didn't do a locations of the second film. We only did one of the first. I can't remember. Son of a bitch! It was really close to where we did the houses, though. set the entire time filming or were there times or did you rap before others or we? so Jimmy and Tom and I would rap sometimes and, and they would work the foursome would work or the three of them would work but for the endurance of the film you all worked the same we, yeah. we were all there yeah yeah because the location we all shot in a similar place yeah. on that location, yeah? 
and now we're gonna get to see Thor in his makeup. And it took us 45 minutes to get there, so they kind of needed us there. Okay. Yeah, there's Thor. He was so proud of his makeup, and then he got to hang out with the zombies. This is your guys' big moment. This so is a little bit of ad living here with us, right? Because see, you. What is it with you and the faces of these zombies? I love that tongue thing with the eyes. It was so funny when he's like, "Where's my jaw?" Yeah, I know. I got to do all these really fun, icky things. So talk about this scene, filming this scene. <laughs> we, um, well, we kind of, you know, the, the different descriptions of the brains and how they smelled. Tom and Jimmy and I talked about and thought what would be funny and talked to Ken about it. And um, this is where I'm wearing a wig. So I'm wearing a wig here because literally, can you see right yeah. there? I have like a bowl on my head with the my brains in it, like but yet they, but, but yet they don't show. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that odd? They like, don't show it. Why, why, did, why did you even have to go there when they, they didn't even show that? Well, because that was also supposed to be funny, right? I'm right. like... Climaxing as he eats my brains, right? Is that what that was? <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to be me being like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Like, this was this was <laughs> this was it, right? Yeah. The moment you've waited for your entire <laughs> life. <clears throat> I mean, do you feel like for your? I mean, like. If it were you, and really you, would you have just given in? And let someone eat my brains? Your boyfriend, the guy that you... Hell no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no way. So I'd have fought. So needless to say, you think Brenda made the wrong choice. But if, I mean, as you look at her running out of the car, there are no live people around her. They're all dead people that want to eat her. Her brains. She's the only person there. Mm -hmm. She really had. What were the ch what are the chances? Right. What are the chances? Yeah, she had nowhere to go. So, Ken and I talked about that, and so did Tom, because Tom was like, "Why would she let me eat her brains?" He's like, "Because she loves you." But if you look around, if someone's gonna eat my brains, I'd rather be Joey. 
than anybody else. The things we do for love, right? I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, I see that. I, I, I can see it, but that was the motivation at least now, when we now, talked about it. So, have you ever discussed with anyone? Because now that you guys are done, okay. So the movie's gonna go forward, and in the first one, if you rem- if you recall, they nuked it to mm-hmm. to kill the zombies. Mm-hmm. They don't do that here. They electrify. I'm, I'm spoiler alert if you've Oops. never if you've never Sorry. seen this, uh, but you know earmuffs. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, Tom and Jimmy weren't there in that final scene. So is Tom still running around right now, mm. and in zombie form? Because so could they come back? So Tom and James and I could come back, right. as zombies, right? Because is they because I like that idea. I mean, many fans have said that. Like they're like, but wait, what happened to them? Because. They didn't get the final, you know, result that the other ones did. Mm-hmm. You're Just right. Saying. I mean, I, I didn't know if, like, somebody brought that up while filming. Like, Tom doesn't get decapitated or shot, electrified or anything. And Jimmy gets And Jimmy was shot, just sitting there, but yeah. But it he, doesn't stop them. No, it doesn't stop. Like, I guess I was dead, really, because well, they ate my I guess, brains. yeah, I guess you would be, but still. But... I mean, it still it makes me wonder. <laughs> it's a good question. What yeah. did Tom say? What did James? You know what? Say I've never it? asked Tom that. I've never hmm. I've never asked either one of them. They it, could it come back just, and do a third together. They really could. Well, did you know there's five of these movies? One so the sixth then, but they could do a third one right, together, for, a, a third trilogy one of those yeah, two. A third one. It'd be like. The Return of the Living Dead 2.5. <laughs> like, the right. in-between of what happened between 2 and 3. Uh-huh. That, I thought that was a really clever idea, too, Absolutely. with all of them. So he just put in these really clever little vignettes that I think made the film different and funny and fun. Well, I feel also like you hear the music that we're hearing mm-hmm. right now. Awesome is, music. You know, it, at that time in the 80s, too, I feel like... like your characters, whether good or bad, had to be a little more cutting edge with that music because that music is intense and it wouldn't fit properly. So playing that song and if they were just stumbling around walking, it, w- it wouldn't look right, you know. So with that kind of music coming from the car that they're driving, that, that Jeep, you know, it makes a little more sense. I don't know. It's I agree. Fi- it's, You're it's right. fitting. The it's music fitting. is fitting. Absolutely. <laughs> he ran so hard when he did these running scenes. You know, it's funny. I remember um, in school, you'd have to take these placement tests of like what you wanted to do, and it would help you decide what classes to take in high school. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing something for actors. It's like physical education, and I'm like, what? Do you that for and now when you watch it it's like 
okay because you I mean it makes sense you know it's very physical oh definitely in this film we were now I heard all these, over the place these were real brains from what I'm told I I don't know that I was I don't told that these that. were real Ew. brains and those Ew. who ate them Ew. got paid more Someone said we'll give you forty dollars. It was Ew. like forty or sixty dollars more if you eat the brains. Ew. That's disgusting. I believe Brian Peck told me that. Ew, it was on the see? floor. What? I know. Let's see. I hope that's not true. It probably is. <laughs> it probably is. What what type of brain? Cow? Sheep's brain, I believe. I wouldn't have done that if I was an extra. I wouldn't have either. I don't think I could eat a cake that looks like a brain. It kind of creeps me out. I have a weak I could stomach. Probably cake. No, I have a weak. I went to this one. Um, you you've done the convention circuit. I went to the show where they were having a big pet cemetery reunion, and they baked this cake. That was the gray cat. Everyone's hacking into this cat and like eating it like it's cake. I said, I can't do it. I said, I don't want that. It, it was really gross to me. So my stomach and my imagination, they don't mix at all. My imagination's way too overactive for this. Yeah, I don't think I could eat that cat either, <laughs> in all honesty. So when you were done filming, like, did they have a rap? Did you guys have a big rap party? We did. We had a rap party. And it, it was fun. I mean, everyone was so nice. Even the zombies, you know? Everybody yeah. that was there. The soldiers and um, Dana and I lived nearby each other, so we became good friends. And Marsha and I really didn't have any scenes together, but I mean, we all had a great time. At, at the rap party. Do you remember where it was at? In... No. You know, probably in Hollywood, I assume. Okay. It was probably in Hollywood, yeah. So, I mean, when when this was all said and done, everything was final, ADR, everything finalized, and it was ready to come out. Like, what's going through your head? Are you are you stoked? Are you calling everyone you know, saying, "I got a new movie coming out"? Are you gonna see it? You know, what 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 is that for you? Yeah, absolutely. You want to bring as many of your friends as you can, and to this first screening, and then of course when it comes out in the theaters, that's an in- totally different experience, you know, because. You go into the movie theater and people are buying tickets to watch your movie. Mm-hmm. It was thrilling now, and so exciting. Did you go to a theater and watch this? Yeah, I did. And with friends. So did you, like, you? No you, one would recognize well, me. Well, no, because the hair. Because for of one, my hair. Yeah. Yeah. So I assuming right after you went right back to being blonde. No, I didn't. So I did. I did Return of the Living Dead. Part two, and then I did a pilot, and the pilot, I kind of still had light, like they lightened my hair, 
and it was still a little red. And then I went to Killer Clowns with Outer Space, and they gave me a perm so I would still have the red hair. So I stayed red for several shows after that. So what films had you done before this? Weird Science was before this, right? I'd done Weird Science. Um, I think uh, I did a Savage Hunger. Because um, this was, okay, this is 1987. I did Last Starfighter, Class. I'd done Mass Appeal. So you were already seasoned and mm-hmm. used to this. And looking at it now, like, I know you don't like horror, so you're a little, you're not very subjective to it, but how do you feel, I mean, what do you feel about the end result of this movie and and how it's been received? I don't think this film is that scary. I think it's more funny. It is. And it might be because of my memories of it. True. So when you watch this, do you, do you like right now looking at this? Are you seeing like, are you watching this movie? Are you are you have things going through your head of like, oh yeah, I remember on that day I had, I had that Cobb salad and you know that yeah. and that happened. Like, is that how you see things? Yeah, it's kind of like that. I remember Jimmy was, um, had a camera and so did Tom and they were taking pictures of all of us. I've seen a lot of those. Have you photos. seen those pictures? Yes. Yeah. So there was that going on, and yeah, the food was really good, so we always looked forward to going to have our dinner or our lunch and take things back to our honey wagon or with us so we could have our snacks. Do you remember anyone getting food poisoning? There's always someone on set that gets food poisoning from crafts services. I don't remember every anyone getting sick. Every documentary I have done on every, either a franchise or standalone, in every one of the films, someone got food poisoning. Did someone tell you they got sick on this? Movie? I don't know. That's why I'm asking yeah, you. Yeah, I don't remember. The food was really good. See, and that's why I asked you and that fresh. because I believe it was Tom that said the food was spectacular. We ate so much. Yeah, you wanted to go back for seconds. I feel like that probably was a Tom Fox moment because he was he was very much. Um, I, in that when he first did the first one, he was very inexperienced, did not know a thing about film. But I think in this one, he was a little more seasoned on it, and he probably felt the actors needed to be treated better and and everything else. So yeah, I believe that was probably a Tom Fox thing. And I remember that. I remember him wanting to, us to be treated well and to make sure we were warm enough, that we were well fed, that we were hydrated, right, comfortable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, Ken kind of, he wanted us to be comfortable, but he also wanted us to be uncomfortable because it helped our performance. That's right. That's right. You know, when it when it's cold and you're struggling and you don't have anything to drink, that's kind of the situation you're in, you know. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, you, you, you have to feel it. So it helps so, your see, performance. I think, see, I think that's why people, you know, a lot when... I think on any movie, you're going to have cast members saying, me and that director didn't get along. And then a lot of people saying, me and that director was fantastic. Because I think a director will push people to bring out the best performance for the project. I agree. I agree. They'll encourage you to have whatever is necessary to 
nurture your performance yeah. and make it better. Yeah. Yeah. They'll encourage, you know, cast members to date or come together, all sorts of different things. Yeah. He was so excited about that part of his. Who wouldn't be? I mean, come on. Age, that's right? kind of fun, right? Absolutely. See, I think even in this one, as opposed in the first one, the zombies were a little sophisticated, but I think they took it to the next level on this one where, you know, they literally could have a full conversation with you. You know, mm -hmm. they didn't do that in the first. Agreed. I think as the series went on, the zombies always got more sophisticated. That's pretty gross. They both thought that was so cool, though. No brains, big mouth. <laughs> no brains and a big mouth. I mean, just those lines are so funny. So, and this, I mean, I would assume like there had to have been a lot of direction with the, you know, with the zombies at this point because they're all out there and it's kind of like, you know, I I can only imagine how long, th these scenes right here, especially. Because mm -hmm. I know- I think that was Kenny in front. Probably. And I know that, that you'll see a special thrilling Michael Jackson impersonator zombie here in a moment. That is Brian Peck. Mm-hmm. And from what I was told by Brian, Ken didn't want that. But, yeah, he did not want that. But they were like, no, you, Thriller was such a big thing. They're like, you gotta put this in there. This is very cool when they did this, too. You know, it's funny because, um, yeah, you know, it, you know, everyone talked about Thor and how excited he was to do all, but he never did another movie again. Never. Nope. Huh. Mm -mm. He didn't want to. He didn't. You don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> he ad-libbed a lot, the doctor. Well, he he had been around for. A, I mean, he's done. He had done a lot of work. A lot. Jimmy told me, like, you know, if you're talking about seasoned actors, like really seasoned, like there's the Michael Jackson zombie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, he said that he. I get, you know, I don't know if he worked as much as Jimmy, but he has, he was one of those actors that everybody knew and, you know, you saw him and you're like, oh my God, you know, like he was on my, he was on my favorite TV show and my favorite movie and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, 
he was a really successful working actor. Must have been a fuse. <laughs> so, with after the success of the first, when when this released, were the, I mean, was this promoted in like a powerhouse way? Like this was the next big horror film. That I mean, that was what. I was told that was what it was going to be, that it was going to be as big as the first one. What was your competition? Do you remember that year, the year it released? Remember what else was coming out? I don't. I don't remember. Because that time, around 87, 88, there were a lot of movies coming out that were, like, you know, really, really, really big. Right. Um, I mean, A Nightmare on Elm Street 4 was coming out, and that was the largest grossing independent film made in the 80s period that really? I yeah it did um you can talk to Tuesday about that one she she yeah. I mean they're very proud of, and I mean the, like the little mermaid uh teenage mutant ninja turtles like there was who framed Roger Rabbit and the head still exists now how'd the head get, get there? there how did she get there maybe one of her friends brought her <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't remember what films were out then, came out, but it didn't do as well as we'd hoped. Well, you know, sometimes sequels don't. Right. Some, but I think this was one movie that got more love in the long run. You know, I agree. I, because a lot of fans talk about this movie. You know, they they really do. And mm-hmm. like I said, I think this is going to be a special treat for everyone. You know, to see this and and this is the newest commentary track on this film Yay. with you, Miss Suzanne Snyder. Well, I hope everyone really enjoys it. I'm sure they will. So, you know, I mean, how do, I mean, the legacy, what has the legacy of this film done for you? I mean, how is, how does it, what does it mean to you now? Well, in looking back, I made some amazing friends that I'm still close to. I got to meet you. Yes. And, um, it was a it was a wonderful experience in working with Ken and working with all the different actors. And now I when I go on these conventions, I meet fans that that watched it or their parents watched it and shared it with them and they've now shared That's it right. with you know, shown it to their child. So there's sometimes two and three generations of fans that love this movie and think it's so funny and they they come and they have their favorite line that they just tickles them and makes them laugh and gives them joy. So I think that's probably the biggest gift this film's given me is that I see and get to experience the joy when I meet these people. Right. Well, you know, I uh, a few actors that I've known from who've done big franchises, I won't say who, but they've said, you know, people are like, they've asked them, even though they've worked a ton and done so much stuff, and they're like, but it always comes back to this movie, whether it was their first. And, you know, and this actress said, I can only put it this way. It's like being a Spice Girl or a Beetle. They're always going to be remembered. These films are never going away. And I think you're, you know, every generation is just going to keep, it's just going to keep growing for you. And I, I think that would be a true gift. Yeah, 
it it really is that it keeps on making people happy and they share it with their family members. Yeah. It's nice, yeah. I just realized uh, we're listening to the Monster Mash. <laughs> All right, well, this is about wraps it up. Um, Thank you, everyone. Um, uh, again, I'm Mike Perez, executive producer of More Brains, The Return, A Return of the Living Dead. And I am sitting right next to... Suzanne Snyder, Brenda! Of The Return of the Living Dead Part 2. This has been really great, and we hope that you guys enjoy the uh, Shout Factory Blu-ray special edition release of this movie. It's been a long time coming. Yay! So I guess we'll be seeing it around. Yes, we will. Okay, so I guess... Thank you. Yes, thanks, guys. Thanks, Shout Factory. Thanks... Everyone who did this, Ken Wiederhorn, everybody for who made any any of this possible to still be here today. Yeah, thank you. 